ADHD. I'm your host, Chris Johnson. Late diagnosed with ADHD, I'm a senior leader and a personal change coach. I work with people that want to change their lives for the better. In coaching, I work with people to understand what is getting in the way of making changes and how they can not only get the changes that they want, but also to help them feel good whilst doing it. I typically work with people over a series of sessions, but in This Is ADHD, I use those same coaching skills to have a real conversation about what it's like to have ADHD. The conversations in This Is ADHD are about putting a face to name, label, or diagnosis of ADHD and showing that ADHD cannot be described in a single conversation with a single person. So that whilst my ADHD is almost definitely different to yours, both of us are equally valid. In today's episode, I'm joined by Matthew from Melbourne, and we're talking an awful lot about um, his approach to integrating um, autism, ADHD, and music. Content warnings for this episode include autistic burnout, stress, anxiety, and overwhelm. Um, and there is swearing from the beginning and throughout the entire episode. So if you want to grab a hot drink, sit back, and let's get into this conversation. Welcome to This Is ADHD. Today I am joined by Matt. Hi, Matt. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yes, thanks, Chris. Um, look, I'm Matt. I normally go by Matthew, but I am Matt Frequencies, a um, eclectic DJ who runs a boatload of metal and other nonsense in story sets. And I've weaponized my ADHD and my autism to create characters that I perform when I'm I'm out DJing. Wonderful. Do you want me to re-record that with Matthew? No, no, I- you're fine. You're fine. Are you sure? No. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. I, I, it just, it, it occurred to me. I, I had a little bit of a problem that normally I have, um, normally I have monitoring on my headphones and I couldn't hear myself. So I'm like, oh, I need to pop a headphone out. Ah, <laughs> but that's fine. This is how I DJ anyway. So whatever. Nice, nice. So, Matt, you do so much stuff in the music scene, like. Do you want to, before we even talk about what your ADHD is, <laughs> do you want to just like explain what it is you do, the like, the soundscape bizarrety yeah, sure. that you've produced? Because it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, look, I, um, I, it's, it's difficult to describe what I do in normal sort of DJ terms because like normally when you DJ, you get up, you play the music of the crowd and you're playing songs that sort of fit the crowd. And... I do that, but I also write stories for a series I call The Book of Divergence, which is um, basically a bunch of narrated stories told through music and a few voice lines um, that are then um, backed up by characters that I play out during the performance. So you'll have the kindly Father Matthew, who will be presenting his sermons from the Church of Base, or you'll have Brother Seth who'll come in and fuck with his night. <laughs> so I've, I was getting into voice acting when I started getting into mm. DJing, and I basically ADHD'd the whole lot together and went, yeah, fuck it, this sounds like a great idea. 
and um, <laughs> decided to take a story made out of metal and video mm. game music to an EDM competition um, and won my stage with it. So I just kind of ran with it. I'm like, all right, people like it. Cool. Let's let's see what we can do with it. It's, it's such an ADHD thing of going, I've got this interest here. I've got this interest here. Look, here's, the, here's where they overlap and look at this thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then everyone's sitting there looking at you going, what the fuck? <laughs> what have you made? And, and me going, I don't know, but do you like it? <laughs> they're like, mm, yes, actually, we'll, we'll buy some more of this. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll have that. Thanks. Can we book yeah. you for a performance? <laughs> <laughs> then you've got to write more, unfortunately. That's the trouble with success. Well, yeah, but I'm actually loving it. Like, I'm, I'm in the middle of working Good. on my third chapter of the story at the moment, and it's going to have at least ten chapters. So it's, it's quite involved. I've, I've done that thing where it's like, hey, okay, let's just... How complicated is this going to get? Okay, it's going to get that complicated. Okay. <laughs> That's nice. So if people haven't come to chapter one... Can they still go see it? Can they? Oh, yeah, yeah it absolutely. All the all the chapters are independent of each other, and and the beauty of it is because of how I've built it, it's actually a um, Dungeons and Dragons type adventure. So it's a choose your own adventure. The audience gets in, and um, you can you can kind of see in the background, sort of. Um, this was actually from one of the shows that we did of it. Um, on the bar, there'll be a couple of boards that have the story and the two options of how the story is going to play out, and people vote for that as I'm playing the music. And then at that first fork, people start voting for the second option of how it's going to play out. So there's four possible endings, hence like Book of Divergence. And is 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 the so you make a decision? So D and D to my head is is all about the dice rolling. Do yeah, you yeah. have critical successes and critical failures? Not yet, but mm. I am planning on working some of that into mm. the the sets and actually having each set then have a success condition and a fail condition that can mm. lead to different paths as well, which might end up making it that you can have eight different endings, potentially. Right. Yeah, you make all the right choices, but um, the gods of luck aren't with you. Yeah, exactly. But the whole thing is, is that because there's so many endings to the set, it doesn't really matter if you've seen chapter one because every time I play it, I play it very slightly differently anyway. Mm. And then we might head to a completely different ending in chapter one regardless. So, um, and so I have to build each chapter on the assumption that people may not have run into a specific ending of a specific nice. chapter. Nice. That's so cool. It's but so, there, so there cool. is actually a canonical path as it were. Um, mm. Same as same as how like I don't know if you've played World of Warcraft, but those sort of open world um, RPGs mm -hmm. that have a storyline behind them that also has binary choices. There's always a canonical. These are who won. This is the people who won. Yeah, yeah. like it, like it. Imm immediately, I'm like, okay. And then once you've done all ten, I assume there's going to be like one shots as well, where you're exploring the universe and doing all the other things as well. Going, yeah, like, there, there'll be more. Else more character development yeah. and stuff like that like it's it's an involved project and because it's mm. because it's got all this story stuff with it i'm kind of sitting on the borderline of it being djing versus being a drama production so i'm i'm quite careful about like i do use a lot of commercial music but if i'm mm -hmm. working with smaller artists especially i reach out and i say hey this is what i want to do with it is it all right <laughs> <laughs> 
and how, I assume everyone's absolutely fine with it as well because you're getting most, the names. Most nice people as well. have been fantastic yeah. with it, and you know, it, when when people do sign up on and they're like, yeah, okay, you can use my music for that. Um, I hit them up on Instagram and I make sure I link their pages and stuff because nice. we've got to look after each other. The the music industry is not exactly well paid, put it that way. Mm. Yeah, it's all that passion as opposed yes. to actual payment. Yes, exactly. Oh. Brilliant. Right. There we go. <laughs> so I'm going to get to the question. Um, so what do you call your ADHD? Well, right now I call it Brother Seth. <laughs> <laughs> because he truly mm -hmm. has a pleasure Amazing. to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> so is, is your ADHD very much the chaos side of oh, it? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. yes. Yep, yep, yep. It's, to be honest, it's a pain in my ass. It is... It is forgotten phones. It is all of the all of the things that just you can't keep track of. It is. Oh, I put that in a cupboard. It's gone. I actually mm. don't know what's in the cupboard until I open the cupboard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I, I can't picture it. <laughs> we need to bring back those like fifties um, cupboards with glass fronts. Oh God. You know we we, we have those and... in the kitchen. No thanks. <laughs> There's just no uh, solution then. <laughs> no, there's there's no there's no great answer to it. It's it's a mm. real, yeah, it is a disability, as as we mm. often say in this house. Yeah, you know, it it is, it is, at, it is having a well a budget. <laughs> it is mm -hmm. being prepared to pay the ADHD tax on. Oh, I've lost this cable. I have no idea where it is. You buy the cable, it shows up the same day. Yeah, yeah, and you do that five times for five weeks in a row. Yep, and then eventually you go back to sort all your cable boxes, and you go, "Why do I have seven of this cable? Why did why did I ever need that?" Yeah, and so you've got brother Seth, then sorry, father, father Matthew with with father one Matthew. T, <laughs> with one T. Yeah. So the the biblical Matthew. Yes. So how how does the autism and the ADHD kind of combine for you? Well. So the autism for me is an ability to spot patterns in things mm. and, and connect them in ways that you shouldn't necessarily be able to connect them. Mm. It's, it's very much that, how the hell did you spot that those two go together? And for me, I'll mm. go, I don't know. I just spotted they went together and I plugged it in for about three hours and, oh, hey, it actually worked. But, you know, it'll be some weird combination, like I'll hear some melody in a song and then I'll hear some bass line in another song and I'll realise that they're exactly the same. There's, I've, I've done it with a few songs recently um, that, like, even even at the rave I played the other day, um, the other week, um, where it's stuff like Dota by Bass Hunter, you know. Um, <laughs> I, I wanted to be a singer, I'm not a particularly good one. <laughs> um, but... Dota by Bass Hunter and Pretty Rave Girl by Searle actually turn out to be exactly the same melody. And so you oh, can cool. play them on top of each other and actually substitute the lyrics and they work perfectly. That's nice. So it's it's stuff like that. It's being able to just instantly draw those connections mm. and go, hey, this is going to go with that. Cool. Let's play them together. Can I, can I point something out that I noticed? Mm-mm. So when we talked about Brother Seth and we talked about your ADHD, you said it's a disability. That was a yes. one of the first things you said. And when you talked about Father Matthew, the first thing you said was it's an ability. Correct. 
And it's not that I don't think my ADHD mm. does give me extra abilities, as it were. Mm. Um, like, I certainly can harness my ADHD. I harness mm. that hyper-focus. I harness a lot of what it gives me. But I'm frustrated by my ADHD far more than I'm frustrated by my autism. And is that kind of the clash between the two? I think so. I think it's, mm. I think it's very much my autism wants me to be organised. It wants me to be structured. It wants... Um, it wants everything to go in a certain direction, and my ADHD mm -hmm. says, <laughs> <laughs> "I don't think so, Father Matthew. It's time for us to get chaos." Is that thing like you? You want structure. You want to be like fully ordered, fully organised, and then you actually go actually. I'm trying to herd cats within my own body, within my own brain. Yeah, basically. Like when mm. I create create all these stories and stuff, I have to. I go through this process of being so careful about how I structure them. And then mm. I'll get halfway through actually preparing and playing it and I'll go, but this would sound better. <laughs> and <laughs> so all the planning goes out the window. <laughs> and so I have to allow for my brain doing that. Yeah. Yeah, I can, I can see that being frustrating. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very much the board now. We're going this way now. <laughs> and, oh, that one, and that one, and that one, and that one, and that one. <laughs> But does it does it work though? It yes. sounds like it works. It does. Yeah. It does. It really genuinely does. It's it's led to some great moments, and um, it it's let me plug music together in ways that I never really imagined I was going to. Like this mm -hmm. is something I always wanted to do when I was a kid, um, mm. but never never had the right outlet for. And so now I've got this creative outlet, and it's like, oh, this is good. Mm. Yeah. So how did how did you kind of go from like pre ADHD and autism to kind of where you are now? What was uh, that I got completely disabled and bedridden for about a year. And mm. that sort of forces you to look at things a little bit. Um, so, yeah, that's. But before I, I, before I knew, <laughs> yeah, mm. before I knew what was going on, mm. we sort of just assumed that I was a guy and I had. I had some autistic traits and we kind of joked about it mm. every now and then. Um, but then in 2020, during all the stress and frustration and my second child being born right before stage three lockdown here in Melbourne, which was some of the most severe lockdowns in the world. I don't, I don't know mm. if you've heard of them, but we, yeah. we had, we had lockdown restrictions that were like nine o'clock curfews. You couldn't leave the house sort of thing. Um, and and I'd only seen that in like Italy in in one mm -hmm. of those small towns. There was a a mayor running around kicking people's doors in because <laughs> they were trying to get out. But mm. in in Melbourne, it was the whole city, and it was literally helicopter patrols. It was you know you had to have permits to be out after nine. Papers, please. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, during all the stress of that, second child comes. I I get an email telling me that my dad's dying of motor neurone disease. I. Uh, you name it that year was shit yeah. um my body just said i don't want to do this anymore and put mm. me in into an autistic shutdown meltdown um overload whatever you want to call it um and yeah i lost my ability to function i i couldn't i couldn't be upright for longer than 15 mm -hmm. minutes i couldn't be in noisy areas i couldn't be in well-lit areas um, I was wearing sunglasses inside. It was headphones on. It was it was all of the, all of the, disabling features of autism. 
all of the stuff mm-hmm. that people look at and go, ah, yes, that's what makes autism disabling. Um, mm-hmm. It was everything all at once. And it was me just going, I don't know how to cope with this anymore. And my partner going, I don't know how to cope with this. Mm. And so us going through lots of neurological tests and lots of, because motor neuron disease in the family, you know, we had to go through everything. And we were picking up everything under the fucking sun. Um, And eventually we came down to it being three things. We were Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, which is I've, I've got Mm -hmm. hypermobility. I've got very, very flexible elbows um, Mm. and very flexible, basically everything else in my body. Yep. Which screws with my ability to regulate my pulse, regulate my heart rate. Um, and then when I get anxious, that makes it worse. And gee, what's a key feature of ADHD? Hmm, anxiety. <laughs> Rampant anxiety. Um, and yeah, so, but going through all of those processes and talking to the psychiatrists and getting myself diagnosed and then getting on the appropriate medications, it all started to come back down to a normal sort of functional level. I'm still never going to be able to work full time because Mm. we've tried, we've tried me working eight hours a day and I just can't, but, um, it's kind of been comforting going, okay, I'm disabled now. Mm. Deal with it. Move on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the pre pre diagnosis when I was when I was young, it was mm. I, <laughs> I used to work night fill. I don't know if you know shelf stacking. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember one specific night because I used to be quite crazy. I, I would drift the six wheel trolleys and I'd, I'd be sprinting <laughs> through the the aisles yeah. like I was one of the fastest mm. packers that was there. So yeah. he gave me a lot of grace for it. But there was one night he pulled me aside and he said, "Look." I got to be honest with you. Are you doing cocaine before you come in? Because if you are, we need to have a talk about it. And mm. this is like, wow, I'm like 17, dude. What the hell? <laughs> why why is this a thing you're asking me? Yeah. And as it turns out, the reason he was asking is because what I was doing was not normal. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Or totally normal with ADHD, right? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, it's it's funny though like uh, so many of the tips you see about how how to how to function with ADHD they all assume one thing which is that you're already medicated mm. and it's like if you yep. don't have that step up if you don't already have that level of of um um serotonin uh, i forget it neurotransmitters there's yeah. dopamine as well. If you if you don't have the good stuff, <laughs> yep. um, then none of those tips are going to work for you at all because you can't. You just can't. So I'm t- totally unmedicated. Ah. So so yeah, not by choice. No, no, understand. Um, d- d- just just that I can't afford it. I don't want to go through the process of titration. Um, I have had some benefits from ADHD coaching and therapy and things like that. Okay. I, yeah. Well, yeah. Me culpa, but for me, yeah. <laughs> none of it worked. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Totally, totally. And I think it's that thing of. But well, I, I said I this think, before. I think for yeah. me also, it was kind of like I, I'm um, a severe case. Mm. If there's if there's rankings mm-hmm. of it, it's it's very mm-hmm. much that um, when I am unmedicated, it is it is the full bore full bore like. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah whereas like i well 
see, see me fiddling about at the moment. Yeah, yeah that's okay. I've got I've yeah. got knobs and stuff I'm playing with, so <laughs> I'm playing with my knob while we're doing this. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Anyway, how's that grip? <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's it's that thing of like I know when my ADHD is up, as well, and it's kind of that wave of going. Some days it is unmanageable. Some days it's totally fine, mm-hmm. and yeah, it it very little control over it. Um, yeah, that's the horrible yeah. thing. And I, I think mm. for me that was the that was the unmedicated experience for me as well as the mm. waves of like being able to focus, able to handle it able to manage and then mm-hmm. being completely unable to remember where I put the keys. Yeah. Leaving my yeah. house open as I go out for three days or forgetting really important things. I, I forgot a friend's wedding once. Like, and they just, they looked at me like, how do you forget that? Do you just not care? It's like, well, no, I do yeah. care an awful lot and mm. I'm going to go have a breakdown about this now, but yeah. I still forgot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Weddings, birthdays, any kind oh. of events we've you, we've, you need to organize this thing. Yeah. we've failed to take our eldest to three separate birthday parties this year simply because we forgot on the day this year as in we're 14 days into the year no no 20 2020 <laughs> we're not quite that impressive <laughs> we're good we're not that say, good <laughs> that's a lot of birthday parties in the start of the year <laughs> no 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 we've only been to one so far <laughs> and you made it. So yes, we did make it to that one, but that was also not one that he was invited to. So that, that, that was one. <laughs> well, it was one I was invited to by a friend for a one-year-old that was, well, two-year-old. And he's, the eldest is five, so mm. kind of. Mm. But, I mean, I I would forget everyone in my life's birthdays, including my own, yeah. if I didn't have yeah. calendar reminders. Yeah, I've got a big old paper calendar, and if it's not on there, it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And that includes taking the bins out every mm-hmm. week. Oh yes, oh yes, yeah. yep. Not the first time we've woken because our bin, our bin, our truck comes at six in the morning, and mm. so we'll wake up to the truck being outside and go, "Fuck." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I if I'm working from home on that day, they do the street behind me before mine, so I've got like half an hour. Yep. If if I'm working in the office, I leave about an hour before they turn up. So. <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> Lucky. You're, you're insured either way. I don't know. It involves me being awake enough to realise as I'm driving out that everyone else has got their bins out. <laughs> oh, God. And speaking of driving, how is driving when you're that tired? Uh, it's fine. It's kind of like, yeah, automated mode. Yeah, I mean, it's that thing of, I've always got a cup of coffee before I leave. Like it takes me over an hour to leave the house in the morning, like just to get myself up to a point of going like this. It, yep. This yep. is awake yep. enough. Let's go. Yep, I know the one. Although, have you ever done the one where it's um, you wake up and you're in the car and driving within five minutes because you're running late? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh or, fuck! And oh, that's the fastest I've ever got dressed. And how am I on the freeway already? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think it's the other weekend. I was messaging a friend. It's like, oh, did you want to meet up? She's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
um, I'll be ready in about half an hour. Like, and it was a 20 minute drive away. I was like, okay, I'm still in bed. Bam, 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 bam. Done. <laughs> like, why can't yep. I do this every day of the week? <laughs> ADHD, that's why. Yes, yeah. yeah. I'm Ooh. in your head, screwing with your plans. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so how was like life before diagnosis, before being bedridden, and I mean like, so how how did you oh. kind of cope before when? It was fucking magic unknowing. to be honest. I I yeah. was a absolute machine. I could mm. I I used to supercharge Mustangs, and I used to build um, supercharged wide body Mustangs. I was I was one of two builders in the country that made Shelby wide body Mustangs in Australia. Um, and I could power through the things like I could supercharge one of these suckers in five hours. I think my record was four and a half from, from on hoist to on road. And, you know, we're talking, pulling the top of the engine apart and cutting bits off it and installing the supercharger and all the hoses, Mm -hmm. everything all in four and a half hours. And I used to be able to do that. Like, that's the frustrating thing. That should sort that. There we go. I'm so used to office calls where I can just hit a button and unmute myself, but it's a mouse and Oh, love it. Love it. Stop drooping, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you can I have my bottle. It happens. it happens with age. <laughs> Look, I don't have any blue pills, all right? <laughs> don't you start. <laughs> You're, you... Twiddle my knobs at you. <laughs> yeah, spin some decks. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> anyway, anyway. So, yeah, yeah um, it, I used to be a powerhouse. That was the thing. I mm. used to be an absolute fucking powerhouse. I I was one. I, well, I was, without sounding too egotistical, I was the best mechanic at the mm-hmm. store that I was working at in terms yeah. of like not not general mechanic okay we mm-hmm. had a way better general mechanic in way more yeah. experience but in terms of getting one of these things built yeah. i could do two of these a week and it was nuts and they they relied on it they were able to pump a lot of a lot of cars through as a result and it was a really good feeling um but yeah, when my function started declining, it went down very, very, very quickly. Mm. And I think, I think to be honest, one of the one of the first really noticeable signs that things were going downhill severely was when I was in a customer car. It was one of two Shelby GT three hundred and fifty s in the country, mm-hmm. and I was just doing I was just doing an oil cooler fitment or something on it, and I've hopped in just to start it up just to make sure that everything was working correctly after the fitment. And I've hopped out of it to go look at the engine bay, and I've hopped out of it, and it's driven off into a pole because I left it in first instead of in neutral. So, Mm. yeah, I allowed a customer's one of Mm. two GT350 to plough itself into a pole and completely annihilate the front. I was not a very popular man. The the guy was calling for my head. And yeah, my boss was literally going, "Look, if he wasn't one of our best mechanics, yeah, probably give it to you." Wow, wow. Um, and yeah, it just it just got harder mm. from there. And like, I mm. I still managed to achieve some incredible things mm. in that year, but yeah, 
And then prior to that, I was in IT and mm -hmm. I was all over the place. I was working in different schools. I was, I was extremely yep. busy. Um, but it was always, if you have something that's gone really badly wrong and you need an ad hoc solution, not a, not a by the book solution, but mm -hmm. you need an ad hoc solution because nobody else can figure out how to solve this thing, you send Matt. Mm. It will get solved. You may not like how it gets solved, but it will get solved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's interesting. Kind of listening to you, like there's two there's two like <clears throat> oh, what's the word tropes of career that I'm hearing described, which is one which is very very structured. You come in, you do the car, and you do it really well, and you do it the same every time, and you get mm -hmm. really really efficient, and you know exactly what you're doing every day. Yep. And yep. then there's exactly that. Yeah, the chaos monkey of going. I don't know what I'm going to see. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to blam. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I you know, ironically I've managed to now weave mm. both of them into well, DJing. You know, I've got yeah. my structure and my chaos. I get to <laughs> I get to bake my cake, have it, eat it, and throw it in people's faces. It's fantastic. Yeah. I think there's that thing of like looking at it going how how do, how do we function in the past? You go, "Oh, yes, so we work in careers where the traits are valued and where you do the things that you're naturally good at i say naturally good at you're not naturally good at anything no they weren't doing cavemen it but you take the traits and go like this is well one thing i yeah. am naturally good at is i have a i have an icrometer which i can i can spot things to within a couple of millimeters from a distance or a couple of degrees from a distance mm. And so I can very easily tell you, okay, yes, that box is going to fit in that space, or yes, that shelf is going to fit in that space, or this supercharger will fit in this engine bay, but we're going to need to move the engine mounts this much, and we're going to need to clear this much space, and we're going to need to move the bonnet scoop, and we're going to need to all do all this stuff. But after we've put 30 hours in, I promise you, this supercharger will fit by this much. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then my boss having the faith to go, all right, I believe you. <laughs> me going That's, Jesus yeah. Christ I hope I was right <laughs> <laughs> and you were I suppose as well thank God yes yes but yes it, it is very much that leaning leaning on the the natural traits I guess mm. yeah I've not I've not heard of that visual processing before that sounds amazing oh it's incredible like it's mm. it's so damn useful and like I've mm. got a similar thing with numbers where I can very easily spit out the answer to a very very complex math problem i just can't tell you how i got there and i couldn't do it repeatedly yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and god forbid like, it ever shows up when i actually need it <laughs> as opposed to when somebody's asking me you know what the square root of 14 is and i go oh okay that would be uh 2.61 which yeah. is a wrong but you know what yeah, I mean. yeah 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 i think it's, it's like I, I don't have anywhere near that but I think one of my ticks is numbers and playing with numbers in my head. And sometimes I'll go... 3.8? 3.86 something? Can you check that? I'm curious. 3.86? One second. One second. S square, square root of 14. 3.74. Oh! Off by. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give it to you. We'll give it to you. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I think I, I I see patterns in numbers, but I don't have maths it's like a skill. But I could go, oh, that number there is six times that number. I'm like, well, what do you mean? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I can just 
I just do it, okay? Can you just trust yeah. me that it's right? <laughs> yeah. Please, yeah. I can't explain yeah. it. Can you just trust me that I'm right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's my um, parents' phone number. The first three digits are four times the last three digits. Of all. Ah, that sort of, yep. Yeah, and I, and I go, like, I can remember that really easily, and I don't know why. And it took me, like, three months to go, Oh, that's because those two are divisible by each other. Oh, there we go. Like, everyone looks at you and goes, like, why is that I, When easy I was to working remember? in schools, I, I used to tell teachers, don't tell me your password. Mm. Do not tell me your password because mm. I will remember it, and I will remember it mm. seven years from now. <laughs> and I, frankly, I just don't need to have that knowledge in my head seven years from now, okay? <laughs> Mind palace. Do not need the junk in it. <laughs> yes, I just do not litter my brain, okay? Mm. So... Uh, Sorry, we are we are proper ADHDing today. We're going yes. all over the place. So. Sorry, um, <laughs> I I did warn you. I I, yes. I am a basket case. <laughs> no, that's, I would say like we're in good company with each other. Yes, <laughs> yes. Look, for for things like this, I tend to let Seth drive, and mm. because because look, frankly, Father Matthew gets a little bit uncomfortable in the limelight, and Seth really enjoys it. So yeah, no, that's cool. Um, so. Like you went from highly functional, oh, wrong word, wrong word. Do not like that word. I understand. From, I've been avoiding saying yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. From having having a job that you were happy with and successful in, to kind of having like is it is the word burnout okay in this? Yeah, yeah. Burnout, autistic burnout yeah. is actually the medical the yeah. medical term for it. So yeah, so autistic burnouts identification, medication, everything's gravy now? I wouldn't say gravy. <laughs> I wouldn't <No>. say gravy. <laughs> but it is it is easier to cope now than it was three years ago. However, mm. it is not as easy to cope now as it was, say, six years ago. Mm. Because my masking skill has just gone through the floor. Yeah. And so my my ability to give a fuck what other people think has also correspondingly gone through the floor, which has somewhat affected my ability to be professional business. I think that's something really important, though, as well. Like, and I've heard this a few different places of going, like, actually, if you gave less of a fuck about what other people thought about you and just got on with doing what you wanted in the way that you wanted it to, your life would be a lot easier and people actually don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, for me, the revelation moment was starting to do acapellas because it was one of the few things I could do from bed. And so, like, literally, I just picked up a microphone one day and started whistling into it and doing, and doing mm. weird noises. Like, I've got a... It's an autistic stim, but one of my, mm -hmm. one of my things is doing echolalia and, and weird mouth noises, you know. <laughs> so cool. So cool. <laughs> and so I thought, okay, well, can I, can I harness that and turn it into like a weird way of doing acapellas and do weird noises? Um, and then mm. I ran into a guy on YouTube called Tom Thumb, who's basically weaponized it since he was about 12 um, and has made an entire career out of it. And I'm like, hey, cool. I want to be like him. Um, okay. And and is that, just is that sorry, oops, sorry. That's okay. You go. I was I was just gonna say acapella sound effects different to human beatboxing. Yeah, a little bit. Um, like yeah. acapella is normally more like uh, pentatonics. 
since just about everybody's heard pentatonics. You haven't heard pentatonics. When this call's done, go listen to pentatonics. <laughs> <laughs> pentatonics did an amazing cover of Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah, and it is it is absolutely worth listening to. Okay. Um, it, it, I think everyone should listen to it at least once. It is it is an, a masterpiece of what can be done with the human voice. Um, but yeah, um, so a cappella is usually much more. You have people doing layered sounds. Um, the Levan polka is a good example. The, the, mm-hmm. the Evan Evan polka. Right, those sort mm-hmm. of you know making making noises. But when you beatbox, it's it's mm-hmm. much more about using the mouth percussively. Yeah. Right. So. Right. Yeah. But what I was doing was some sort of weird fusion between the two of like using my mouth to create an entirely different instrument. Okay. Because I'm doing this from. Yeah, doing it, doing it from bed, and and just kind of going. Look, I know this is going to sound rubbish, but on the other mm. hand, nobody's going to be watching it, so who cares? Mm. <laughs> um, which was a little bit unfortunate when my very first mm. acapella I dropped was um, Rush E, and it's become my <laughs> most popular. <laughs> really? <laughs> just look, starting low. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, ADHD. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, isn't? Could you explain what Rushy is for people who don't know? Because yeah, I've yeah. seen a few videos, but I don't. That's don't okay. Know how to explain it. If, if you're not familiar with Rushy, it is the most well at the time it was the most complicated piano piece um, ever produced, and it was basically the entire intention of it was just to be a complete meme. Um, it is very fast. It is very Russian. Hence, Rush E. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it, it is basically Russian piano folk music taken up to 11 and then doused in petrol, set on fire, and then thrown through an entire field of grand pianos. I, I have seen, um, I can't remember who it was now, one of the YouTubers, um, they had an automated piano playing Rush mm-hmm. E and it broke the piano. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, I think that was sort of my introduction to it too. And then yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, I should really check this out more because this is interesting. And then as you do, I kind of got obsessed mm. with it and yeah. started singing it. And then I decided, <laughs> eh, screw it, let's try it. And yeah, it's it's actually still the most watched video on my channel. It's it's racking up like a thousand views a week or something. It's actually popular. And I'm like, fuck <laughs> Now what? <laughs> now fucking what? You, you, you kind of started there. And I, I, I kind of peaked, like, didn't I? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. But I've so, decided that the, the easy thing to do mm. there is just to go, okay, I'm going to do Megalovania now, because I can. I've got an interesting, or maybe it's an interesting question, because mm. I'm, I'm pu- not purely in the ADHD camp. I am... Ninety percent in the ADHD camp with some traits of autism, mm-hmm. um, which is so quite I don't common. have. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I don't have special interests. I have hyper focuses. Mm-hmm. Do you see the difference between the two and like how uh, they work? Yes. yes, I actually do. Yeah. I actually do. Mm. Special interests are something that, even when you're not thinking about it, you're thinking about it in some sort of way. And everything sort of connects back to that special interest. Mm. Like at the moment, DJing is a special interest. 
it's not a hyper focus it's a special interest and it always has mm-hmm. been which is is why it's so great for me that i've got into it because i've always thought about oh how could i mix these songs together how could i interact these two how could i use this sort of thing right it's never not been at that level for me whereas the hyper focus is when i start creating a set for a chapter for instance and i will sit on it for 14 hours and and my partner will come up to me and go have you eaten today that's the last time you went to the toilet mm. was it when you got up okay yes go to the toilet go have a bath and have some food mm. yeah yeah it's that thing of like hyper focus is almost like very short-lived whereas that special interest is kind of enduring yeah forever. And I think yeah. I think it's something that I don't know if you get, but it's something that for me is terrifying in ADHD is the idea that is this thing that I'm really, really having fun with right now a special interest or a hyperfocus? Mm. And what's gonna happen when the hyperfocus dies off? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and that yeah. that frankly is terrifying because it's like you know, you know when the hyperfocus goes, it's gone. That's it. Yeah. Done. Yeah. And you you never get it yeah. back. Yeah, there is no dopamine left yeah, in the activity. He's, he's what you got? You, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm writing. I'm writing essays at the moment about coaching, and I have got no, no joy in it whatsoever. Yeah, even though and, I've done all the work. Yeah, when the dopamine's yeah. when the dopamine's mm. sucked out of it, it is horrible because it it goes mm. from being this is so much fun. I'm having a great time with this. To I literally want to throw my laptop out a window rather than do this i would mm-hmm. sooner give i i would sooner try and clip my cat's claws than try and do this oh look i have laundry to be doing oh excellent yeah. oh, hey does that bit of the house need oh, gee i haven't cleaned that wall in a while and oh good grief oh what a shame i'm gonna have to clean that entire wall now yeah, but it's not—it's not even like conscious thought of it, is it? It's no, like no. you just start doing it. Again. Yeah, yeah, that's, exactly. That's the thing that needs it. Yeah, because you because you suddenly start seeing all these other things that need doing that aren't the thing that that actually needs doing. Yeah, and you do those things, and suddenly they're rewarding because you're getting it done. Yeah, and, yeah. Oh, look, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, fantastic! This is great, and it, and it's also rewarding because it is, it is your brain kind of giving you the dopamine of. Uh, I'm successfully avoiding the work. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or even that thing of, like, I feel really guilty about it. You're beating yourself up about not doing oh, the thing. God, how bad is the, <laughs> the guilt? Oh, my God. I will... And, and you'll invent things and do things mm. to feel guilty yeah. about. And you'll go mm. off and do... And you're like, no sane human would do this. Why the hell am I doing this? And you know while you're doing it that no sane human yeah. would do this in this way. But you're yeah. still doing it, and you're feeling guilty about it, and you feel good that you feel guilty about it, and that makes it worse. Yeah. Just hate yeah. it. Just hate yeah. it sometimes. Like when it's when it's out of control, it is so difficult to break that cycle. And the self-destruction is just like the mm. the, the things the things that you've ruined, or the things that I've ruined in my life because of that process. It's just mm. like yeah. yeah. And this is why I call it a disability. Hashtag superpowers. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> My superpower, setting fire to everything in a nine-foot radius when yeah. I'm feeling like I need to feel self-destructive about something. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's... I don't know, for you, like, what is... 
So something that I'm struggling with at the moment is like mood regulation and anger, mm-hmm. like overwhelming escalations of anger, and then going, I'm angry about something for days. We we are very, very open about anger in this house because Mm. of the autism and the ADHD coexisting Mm. and all the kids and my partner, like all of us, we're all Mm. ADHD, Um, Mm. which I think, by the way, is one of the worst acronyms because it means autistic deficit hyperactive disorder. It's like, (laughs) I'm not deficit in the autism. I have plenty of autism. It's right here. Look, it's turned up to 11. (laughs) But, But... But at least it's not a deficit of attention because that's not what ADHD is. <laughs> no, exactly. Both acronyms suck. Anyway. Yes. No, anger Anger is a big thing in this house because we, we mm. have two very specific flavours of it. We have the autistic anger and we have the ADHD anger. And the ADHD mm. anger comes from being pulled out of hyperfocus. It comes from having finally mustered up the, the energy, the willpower, the whatever to get a task done and then getting pulled out of it. And that happening over and over again, and it just making you snap. And it's mm-hmm. flash in the pan, it's hot, it's fiery, but it builds over mm-hmm. a while, and it takes a long time to get rid of. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can really wreck things. And and that, that, yeah. that frustration is just... The, the autistic anger is overload, um, and mm-hmm. that builds over a much longer period. Um, but once it finally goes and you, you have either have a meltdown or you manage to get rid of it, whatever. I mean, I have hot baths. I have hot baths to try and reset my, my nervous system and do some co-regulation. Okay. Um, and it, it tends to work for me. It tends to settle me back down and kind of go, okay, I can mm. breathe now. I can, I've got more ability to be loaded up. Mm. Um, but that, that anger is the more dangerous one as far as I'm concerned because the autistic overload anger can result in meltdowns that are beyond control mm-hmm. and me as a six foot three fairly heavily built guy having mm-hmm. an out of control meltdown is a fucking nightmare um yeah. i haven't had one as an adult in oh, probably 10 years at least and i don't want to repeat the exercise because it was horrible mm. so yeah. AD, AD, give me an adhd um anger flare any day over that fuckery there, yeah. There's the disability of the autism, by the way. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's that thing is like you don't want to be angry. Like you've got no, no choice in that either. And yeah. Like it's it's not a oh I'm angry I get some pleasure out of this. No, either. no, exactly. It's it's just the the it's and it's a fury. It's a it's a scary mm. fury as well. It's this yeah. kind of like you know the, i have no way to get rid of this i have no like for me i I've, I've got multiple strategies in place you know when things mm. get too bad i can go chop wood and i go out there mm-hmm. and i will literally just beat the hell out of some logs with the woodcutter for a while mm. um i'll go mow the lawn i'll have a hot bath it used to be that i had a boxing mm-hmm. hanging boxing yeah words punch bag punching bag <laughs> i had a punching <laughs> bag when i was a kid um and they all worked like it's, mm-hmm. it's ways to get aggression out, but mm. um, it's it's so frustrating that sometimes even even the getting the aggression out doesn't fix it. Yeah, yeah, because there's, there's that like, physical part of it, and weirdly, I I do a lot of poetry when I'm angry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a lot, a lot. So it it kind of started because I was reading poetry and then I was very angry, and I wrote some poems. I was like, oh, I feel a bit better. I'll keep doing this. I keep doing this. I keep doing this, and that makes sense. No, yeah, channeling it, channeling um, it into something. Yeah, 
yeah, there's that thing of lots of talking out out loud with the anger going, I'm angry, I this will not make sense, I need you to listen, and then I'll feel better. Mm-hmm. And then you need to listen, but also forget it immediately, because it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> we, we do a lot of in this house. Yeah. Um, look, I can't actually discuss this right now because I'm heightened, but mm. I want to discuss it, but right now I can't. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. will, I can't. Just give me a bit. And that can be frustrating being on the receiving end of that, but I'd rather have that than a blow-up. Yeah. Yeah. I think when you have that blow-up, it's so sharp as well to other people. Yes. Yes. And, like, I used to spend so much time apologising. And, like, Mm. people would come back and be like, oh, I didn't realise you were angry. And it's like, you didn't realise I was angry? (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me right now? Are you serious? Oh, gosh. I'm pretty sure they could see that anger from the ISS. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, look, yeah. There's, there's a Disney movie I haven't watched because I know it's going to set me off when I watch it, and that is Inside Out. Okay. Um, because I've seen enough snippets of it to know, look, this is not a movie for me to see until I have seen a psychologist. <laughs> I, I need to talk some shit out before I see this movie. Yeah, so, suddenly pers- personifying the anger, going, "Oh no, <laughs> yeah, that ooh, that's not a good idea." No, yeah. no, no. Um, my my favourite quote in the house recently was because um, my son's seeing a psychologist and and my partner mm. sees a psychologist, um, and he goes, "Well, if I'm seeing a psychologist because I get angry, and if you're seeing a psychologist because you get angry, why doesn't Daddy see a psychologist?" <laughs> it's like. <laughs> I mean, you're right, but have you seen the waiting lists? Thank you for calling me out in front of everyone. Yes, yes, thanks. Appreciate that. But, I mean, he's right. He's he's absolutely right. Like, mm. there's there's times I snap at the kids and I feel so terrible about it because it's like, you didn't deserve that. You're just yeah. being a kid. Yeah. Yeah, there is something about... If you have an argument with a child, you have lost before you even started because you are the oh. adult always. Forget having arguments with them. It's it's not even that. Yeah. It's it's yeah. literally just the constant pressure and the constant need mm. and the constant demand that gets to an overload point and can't go any further. So we're kind of coming to the end, Matthew. Um, yeah. What what kind of lessons would you or what would you say to yourself, kind of? six years ago or maybe a bit longer ago get over yourself and get yourself to a psych yeah (laughs) like seriously (laughs) fucking honestly Mm. get over yourself and get yourself to a psych because there's no there's no pride in being unhelped when you know that Mm. there's something not right in your head and I don't think I don't think anyone that has ADHD or anyone that is autistic um, is unaware of themselves, Mm. if you know what I mean. They know there's something not right. They just don't know what it is. And maybe doctors have told them over the years that it's depression, Mm. that it's anxiety, that it's Mm. this, that and the other. And they haven't managed to put together the dots enough. I mean, I worked in a special development school that that specifically dealt with (laughs) autism and somehow I still didn't. (laughs) 
Yeah. Giant flashing fucking signs. <laughs> Most of my friends were autistic or ADHD. Mm. Oh, somehow this still didn't manage to fucking connect the dots. But that's the thing. Like, it's really, sometimes it is that level of you just can't mm. see it. Yeah. And, and that's why I say just get over yourself. Mm. Just get over yourself and go, okay, maybe I actually do need to see someone about this. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think what's resonating with me is that thing of if you think, if you're watching this or listening to this and you think you've got ADHD or autism, it's that thing of it is serious. Take it seriously. Yes. Get help. Yes. Like, and that's the thing. It's not like if you think you have it, you have it. Mm. Okay. Mm. I don't want to mince words. If you, no. If you listen to something like this or if you read stuff and it makes you think, oh, maybe I do, mm. as soon as you think maybe, you yeah. do. Yeah. And that's difficult for people to hear. And, I, you know, if you're one of those people that that is difficult for that, to hear that, I'm sorry. But it is something that people need to say and not mince words about mm. and just go, yeah. you need to see someone. You need to mm. talk to someone because you don't realise how much it's about to fuck your life up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's that thing of the, the way that you're feeling is not normal. It is not something that is felt by everyone. It is felt by everyone in certain communities, being neurodivergent communities. Yeah. If you look around and all of your friends are like this, I got news for mm. you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if all your one, family as well. <laughs> one of the diagnostic criteria for my assessment was how many friends do you have that have ADHD? <laughs> and it's like, well, it's a legitimate diagnostic criteria. We come together because we understand each mm. other. Yeah. Only, yeah. only ADHD people can talk in ADHD ways where it is you bounce from topic to topic to topic to topic to topic without breathing. He just yeah. kept going from topic to topic. It was kite hypnotic. <laughs> <laughs> and if you get that reference, I like you. <laughs> but I think it's, it's that, that thing of like, you can't follow that ADHD conversation. Or in fact, it's almost annoying. If you annoy your peers. Yeah. And you you have friends which aren't annoyed by that. That sounds... ADHD. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> if if you're if you're sitting there constantly going, oh, but we jump from fifteen different topics and it's amazing. It feels great. Yeah. I I really enjoy talking to this person. Yeah, there's a reason yeah. for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I went to a um, public speaking course recently. I say recently, like six months ago. Mm -mm. Um, and they're like, which speaker do you want to be? Bam, 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 bam. And it was Barack Obama, um, William Shakespeare's King Henry the ape um someone else uh, captain scully mm -hmm. uh, captain sully from the plane or brené brown right and i listened to all of them um and they're all presented by a professional actors brilliant course um but they're not paying me so i'm not going to tell you where it was <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and i was like and i was like i want to be brené brown i don't know why but that delivery is exactly what i like and of course brené brown has got adhd well of course <laughs> And, and it is the same with so many of the things that people like over time. Yep. I mean, you look mm. at you look at Robin Williams, undiagnosed, but, you know, yep. neurodivergent. Yeah. And, and yeah. like, that was discussed after his death. And there's, there's so, so many examples out there of these brilliant, brilliant people and brilliant artists and actors. And it is, it really is something that seems to 
draw artists and actors to it or mm. that generates artists and actors i don't know but it's huge and if you if you really resonate with someone like that like star trek discovery is fantastic for its representation but if you resonate mm-hmm. with sylvia tilly i have news for you <laughs> <laughs> oh David. this is brilliant um so we're coming up to the end so matthew so how can people follow you how can they attend how can they listen to you Look, Whilst if you, you, if you are Melbourne local and you are listening to this, then please come on down to uh, Tales from the Deck, which we have going on on the 28th of January and again on the 23rd of March. Um, that is our local display piece where we get DJs together to tell stories and then Tales from... And we perform the Book of Divergence. Me with my partner perform that. Um, if you want to hit me up online, you can come along to Matt Frequencies on Instagram or on YouTube. And if you are feeling like a bit of travelling, we're going to be performing the Book of Divergence four times over the weekend of Chill Out Festival in a month and a half in the start of March. So we're going to be extremely busy. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. No, thank you so much for having me, Chris. It's been great and it has been extremely pleasurable. (laughs) (laughs) And very ADHD. <laughs> so I will say goodbye to Brother Seth and to Father Matthew as well. <laughs> Thank you kindly. <laughs> <laughs>